Welcome to the Walking Down Main Street podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Coasters and Castles Travel. Coasters and Castles Travel has travel advisors in more than 35 states. We call our travel advisors vacation specialists. Our advisors can have specialties from theme park travel, ocean and river cruises, and all-inclusive resort travel. Our advisors travel frequently to better get to know the destinations our guests would like to travel to and regularly keep up with destination training. Our advisors do not charge a planning fee, so it costs our clients no more to book with us than it would to book direct with the supplier. For more information, go to www.travelcnc.com. That's T-R-A-V-E-L-C-N-C.com. For a no-cost, no-obligation quote, we can also be reached by phone at 844-422-8785. Let me introduce everyone. I am Lynn McAlini, co-owner of Coasters and Castles Travel. We also have April Botta, co-owner of Coasters and Castles Travel. Hi, everyone. So excited to be talking travel with you. And then we are also joined by Whitney Maddox. She is a senior vacation specialist with Coasters and Castles Travel. Hello, friends. We will be bringing you an episode each week. We will have topics related to Disney destinations, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, cruising, and fun and sun vacations. We love travel and want to share our experiences with you. Hello and welcome to our bonus episode. We are going to be talking about the changes that Disney announced this week for the Walt Disney World opening. So we are bringing back our guest, Elisa Mela. From, she's a vacation specialist from Coasters and Castles Travel. Hello, everyone. And we're going to jump right on in. So last week, we were uh, it was announced that we could start making... Uh, park reservations for anyone who had a Disney Resort Hotel reservation and a valid theme park admission uh, via the, the My Disney Experience uh, website. It had to be the website. It could not be the app. And that started on June 22nd. On June 26th, the Disney Park system opens to annual pass holders and others who oh, actually know. And then June 28th, it opens to park uh, the park pass system opens to other existing ticket holders. Um, and then um, at some point between now and the 28th, we should be able to get um, resort hotel packages and theme park tickets for on sale for arrivals. Now they did open that up yesterday on June 24th. I'm not sure if you can get regular just theme park tickets for 2021 or if it's just packages, uh, I'd have to check on that. And then they're announcing that later this summer, we can potentially do more sales of 2020 tickets and more of the Disney Resort hotels based on availability, um, based on their limited capacity. So ladies, it definitely has been an interesting week thus far. So who wants to jump in first? Anyone? None of us were all scarred from the week of being on the phone for 44 hours. <laughs> well, Whitney, you spoke first, so you get to go first. Oh, it's just been a crazy week. Uh, 
it's been nuts. It took took a little bit of time to get going on there. The system was a little bit slow loading everything. Once you got on and you had everything linked in there, it was pretty easy. Uh, it, it was really similar to kind of how you make your fast passes. Normally you get on, choose your party, choose the date, choose the park, and it just gives you the time frame that the park is open. You choose that. You have to go to the next screen, make sure that you read and sign the new terms and conditions and the COVID statement that's in there. You are agreeing to, you know, not holding Disney liable when you're there. So make sure that you read that. Cause I think some people, you know, just kind of skip through things, but, and it was easy to do. I feel like a lot of times when you have to sign something like that, they make you scroll all the way down before you can even check a box. So it was kind of like thrown in there, but just make sure you look for that. Um, but after you signed that, you were good to go. And basically on your My Disney experience, it just shows up as you have a park pass for whatever day. So I was able to do mine for my July trip and the availability was great. I mean, I haven't seen anything until the last couple days, you know, some of the stuff was sold out for resort only guests that I saw that first week. But um, otherwise, it was pretty smooth sailing. Once you could get through, I know it was pretty frustrating for a lot of people. And I think the biggest issue we had, obviously, was that Disney did not want us to do it for our clients, um, which is super hard especially when you have clients that aren't very tech savvy and you have to walk them through everything. And then they're getting frustrated because it was just taking so long. And uh, so everybody kind of had to pack their patience this week, but overall it turned out. Okay. I tried to tell clients, we try to save you from Disney IT issues. like this. <laughs> um, so I'm sorry that you have to deal with this. They're like, is this normal that this spins for this amount of time? I'm like, well, you never know. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> it is. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so April, I know you made some. I did. And and I, I share a lot of Whitney's sentiment. You know, it's, it's stressful going into this because we don't know how well it's going to work. So I think everybody has kind of that anxiety anytime a promotion comes out or a new program and this being a brand new program. So this isn't something that Disney like had. Well, I, I assume Disney didn't have something like this in the works, in the plans, you know, for several years, that this was an impromptu response to the situation to be able to open their theme park in the middle of a pandemic and be able to manage everyone and give everyone as safe a possible trip. So, you know, I, I give Disney props for really having to change their whole system <laughs> to create this. Uh, and it was challenging. And I anticipate it's probably still going to be challenging for a little while. There definitely were some glitches in the system. And I know we were all kind of holding our breath Monday morning, waiting for the system to come up. And when it did, you, we got to sit and look at the image of Cinderella Castle for a while. And then you're in orbit with the Millennium Falcon for a while. And then... Don't forget Stitch. Once, yes, mm. yes. Well, the Stitch is the error message. So, yes, Stitch comes up beneath your page once you hit a certain direction. And I found that I, I didn't... Too, do too bad navigating. So once you got into the program, it literally takes like, I don't know, 15, 30 seconds to make a park reservation. Honestly, that process was, went very well. So once you yeah. get to that point that you can make the reservation, it, it's super quick. You choose your party. Next screen, you choose the date. You choose the park. You agree to the time. 
you acknowledge the waiver, and you submit. So super easy. We are going to be there opening day in Magic Kingdom. So excited. So we will be in all four parks that first um, the week in July when they open. So we will get to see them that week and we have our reservations in place. And I'm an annual pass holder. We will be going back in October for our annual meeting. And for annual pass holders, the rule was is that, you know, as long as you have a resort stay, you can make it for your length of stay. Otherwise, for annual pass holders, if you don't have a resort stay, you can make three days of park reservations. Now, I have resort stays for both, but I was having a challenge to make any reservations for our meeting in October, which is really a top priority since visiting the parks is part of the meeting. And I wasn't able to do that at all on Monday. However, the glitch worked itself out and was corrected. And Tuesday morning, I was able to make the additional park reservations for October. And I didn't have much wait time. Fortunately, I didn't have to have as high of an urgency of making a phone call. I did make a phone call Tuesday night. And it worked out that I was on hold for maybe 45 minutes, which I, I count my blessings on that one. And then I got a cast member that was able to assist me um, pretty easily. I know one of our agents was on the phone for 11, over 11 hours yesterday. Mm -hmm. So wow. her day was gone. She was on the phone from the morning. The phone lines do open at 7 in the morning. Typically on a normal occasion, they're done at 10 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, during this time, I believe there are extended hours for the phone lines. She was on the phone all day long. And this is a fairly typical, consistent message. I've seen lots of posts from other agencies and other agents that have said, that, you know, they're on the phone, they're holding for three hours, and the phone drops off. And, you know, they're repeatedly trying to make calls. The phone queue is filled up. So the phone process hasn't been as magical. It, it definitely has been challenging, and that's why, you know, we certainly empathize with clients that are experiencing something like this for the first time because typically they don't know it. Everything just magically happens because we make it happen, and they have no idea that we're sitting on the phone for five hours. And that's okay because that's what we do for our clients. That's right. And in this circumstance, unfortunately, because of that COVID waiver, it really is important that each the lead guest is acknowledging it for their travel party and therefore we're not able to make those reservations at this time and they're experiencing a little bit of this and they are showing those long hold times so we definitely can empathize with clients because it can be long i love disney music but when you hear it repeated 10 15 20 times it gets a little old. although i could hear my favorite song a long time but yes. the quality Golden that comes Dreams through on the phone is not the best so no. the, the Spe speaking of the hold like of the hold music, I just have to say, I, I called in the other night too when you did April, and for whatever reason, it was a very short queue. It was like forty five minutes, like you said. Yeah, miraculously. That was a but that was after I had called like I don't even know, like four different times, and every time I was on hold for at least an hour and a half to sometimes two and a half hours before it hung up on me. And so th at this point, it was the. I didn't even know if I was going to get through, but I had it on speaker and I was sitting at my computer and it, you know, it was like playing the Epcot loop. And my husband came in and he sits down and he's like, Oh, I just love this music. Like he's like talking about how great <laughs> it is. And I look at him and I'm like, do you want me to kill you like right now? Because I don't think you understand. 
what my day has been like. This is not happy music right now. Like, and I love the Epcot loop, but I just, I, he, if, if looks could kill, I just looked at him and I was like, you gotta be kidding me, right? He's like, I could listen to this all day. I'm like, oh, wow. honey. We could put <laughs> that a lot theory better to the when test you're actually, for you. yeah. yeah, when you're in Epcot hearing it, it's definitely yeah. better than yes. on the phone for hours. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I had tried all day that day as well, trying to call in and the phone queue was closed, closed, closed. So um, it, it was, I, I hit the right moment. I got lucky and hit that right moment Tuesday night where it was not a long wait. Someone picked up, we were taken care of, all is well. And that's fortunate. Whitney, but- April and I all were on the same exact time. In fact, yes. We were messaging each other, and I actually put out there, "Oh, my favorite song." And Whitney goes, "I was just about ready to message you about that." <laughs> we know you love that that Epcot song. Yeah, mine's I haunted. Do. I Mansion. love American Adventure. Grim <laughs> yeah. Grinning um, Ghost is the best song. Yeah, it is. So, Elisa, then, did you have to? And then call Pirates in came on, and Lynn's like, I "Oh love, yeah, oh, I got the Pirates, Pirates too. Pirates is great too." <laughs> Sorry, um, go ahead, Elisa. I did pretty. I mean, I did pretty well. It, you know, I was on there right at 7 a.m. trying to do the park passes. And I guess it was more like 8-ish when I finally was able to kind of get through. I stopped seeing the – because at one point my countdown was like counting down. It was like, oh, 14 minutes. And then it would count down and then it would jump back to 14 minutes. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> um, but eventually it went through. And I was actually able to I, – I was one of the lucky ones. I was able to do – uh, 14 days of passes and I'm actually doing a split stay. Um, uh, we all have annual passes that are going, uh, except for one that had a seven day park pass for the second half. And I, it was really, it was very seamless. And I was even able to go back in and I decided I wanted to change days and I was even able to do that. But I, I had friends that, you know, were, you know, trying to do things too, and they were still not even able to get in and I was able to make changes. So, yeah, it was just a little, like, I guess unusual. But then I had a client who was going in February, January, and they didn't go in until yesterday on five, and they had no problems making their park passes and everything was available. So I think, like, the key thing here is not to panic, um, you know, if you can't get in. You're, everybody's kind of in the same boat, and things are going to be available. Um, so you know, just keep trying, be pa- like you said, pack your patience, be patient. And, you know, eventually you are, you are going to get in. Um, the one thing I do want to point out is like, just because I know it can be a little confusing when you're going into my Disney experience to do your park passes, because it's not like there's not a section like where you can put in your resort and then your tickets. It's just a little message that says important message and it says view availability. And then that's the spot where you need to go into to start making your park passes. Um, so I know that that can be a little like confusing for um, people who maybe not are really familiar with it. So um, I just kind of wanted to point that out because I know that there was in the my Disney experience there was the in the menu there's a Disney Park Pass system like menu option, but that's just kind of telling you about it. Um, so you have there to make sure that you. There. That, oh, is there one? Okay. There is a link through there to get to the reservation. The availability is more direct. That brings you right okay, in. Yeah. But through that um, drop-down menu option, there can is do an there. option in there. And then in there also is where you can view the availability calendars. Yeah, which is very And there are tabs, too. right, for resort guests, annual pass holders, and then ticket-only uh, guests that are will mm-hmm. be visiting. 
and you can see, you know, are the parks open? And, and right now, most months are green. And, and a big important note is these reservations can be booked through September 26, 2021. Right. So if you are planning on going next summer, and at this point, if you do have your tickets and you have your resort stay, you can book park reservations for next summer, which seems crazy to think of more than a year ahead, but it is there. Yep. So, I mean, and that's good to know that there's a few places that you can get into that. So whether you want to kind of see how it works and go through, you know, the one link that just tells you about it and then you can link or you just go to my plans and there is that connection. Well, that I think it was frustrating. Well. I think it was frustrating because at first before everything was like up and live, you just clicked on that park pass thing and then it brought you to how to do it. But you're like, where do you, where do we go for like <laughs> like the first half of the day? I'm like, yes. where is it? Do I not have it? Like what's going on? But once you, once you find where you're going, uh, Absolutely. Yeah, that was, that was definitely frustrating of just not knowing specifically what the process would be. I kept looking at all screens, like, where do I go to make this? Like, mm-hmm. I'm fine to make it. But and then once you see it, it's like, oh, that makes sense. But, you know, in that stressful moment, it's like, ah, where do you go? What do we do? Yep. Yeah, we're a little spoiled, I think, because we're so used to knowing this stuff like the back of our hands that when something completely brand new comes out and we're doing it for the very first time and have no guide whatsoever to know even where to go to click on it, it can be challenging. Yeah. Um, yes. So I did also want to. I was just going to say it's even worse when your clients are like, well, where do I go from here? And you're like, we have no <laughs> idea what's going on. We've never <laughs> seen it. <laughs> And like, we don't know what, we don't know what's happening, but I, I had some yeah. very, very patient, good natured clients, uh, that needed to get their stuff done. And I definitely appreciate them being like, some of them were kind of texting me laughing, like, Oh, haha, Disney it. I'm like, thank you for being an angel in yeah. this process because you could be not an angel and it's really not my fault, but, um, I'm trying, you know, I'm just, we're trying to help everyone. Yeah, I think it's hard, too, because we're so used to doing it for our clients that I feel like we have almost a little bit of a guilt feeling that we can't do it. That's exactly what it was. I just wanted to be like, I just and at some points I could just log into theirs so easy because they were saying, well, I'm having this issue. And then I log in and I see it and I'm like, I'm just one click away. I could (laughs) have just done this so quickly and easily for you. And it was just killing me. But. Um, they ended up getting in and it's okay. All is okay. I mean, the nice thing is I think most of us have experienced it. Those who haven't, um, April did post some screen prints on our page for us so that if you do want to walk your client through it, you can at least see the screens that would be used. And I know Whitney, you did post that to the agent, the agency public page, Yep. So that people could see how to do that, which is really helpful because if you have no idea what you're looking for, you know, just being able to see a screen and know how to do it, I think is really helpful. Yeah, um, makes a difference. And the biggest thing with um, My Disney Experience, you need to make sure that park tickets are linked to your My Disney Experience account. So first of all, create a My Disney Experience account if you don't have anyone, have one, you know, and that's just www.mydisneyexperience.com. So create the account. Create a friends and family list. Who is going to be traveling with you? You want to have them in there. And then you're going to link your park tickets or your resort reservation in your My Disney Experience. So if your resort reservation package includes tickets or if you just have tickets separately, make sure they're showing up in My Disney Experience. 
and the tickets are linked to your friends and family list, then you can go in and create the reservation for each. So, so that's we'll really you match them. Yes. So you may not have the name exactly the same. Um, you know, like my husband's name is Jim. Um, sometimes he'll go on the reservation as Jim. Sometimes he goes on the reservation as James. I don't know why I do it one way or another, but that's how I do it. And so sometimes it doesn't match his my Disney experience name exactly. Or I think it doesn't, I, I don't know why, but I had to literally go in and match it with him and say, yes, this is the gym that's on my reservation. I even had to do it for myself, which was kind of odd. Um, but so you do have to match up those, those names. Um, so one of the things we did learn prior to all of this is that the dining plan is canceled for all of 2020. And they did tell us in a meeting that we had, that it will be returning at some point in 2021. We don't know when that is going to be. Um, and then the other thing that will be returning at some point in 2021 is park hoppers. So those are a couple of things that we're so used to having um, that we won't know. And I don't know how they'll work the park hoppers with the reservations, but maybe it's a case where the reservations won't be there anymore or they'll know how many people are going to be on property at any time based on reservations and they'll let you park hop from there. I'm not sure how that will work. Um, that's one of those things we'll, we'll learn more later on. But, uh, so reservations for next year are going to be a little bit more fluid. Um, whereas you will get a price for your room and your tickets now, but if you wanted to add those other components on when they become available, your price is going to change. And Disney probably doesn't even know a hundred percent when all those things are going to take place. Cause it's, things are ever changing. They're probably just waiting to kind of see what happens you know, in yeah. the world, you know, I think they're being conservative because yeah. they would rather not have to take away again. Mm -hmm. uh, right. After having I agree. To I'd like to think the capacity will increase over time. Hopefully we will get through and the numbers will decrease for COVID and things will be able to loosen up more. And uh, no, I think Disney is definitely making the right decisions with the precautions that they're taking and their safety measures. And, and, and that's the biggest thing. You know, we all want to return back to this. We all miss the magic so much, but we want to be safe. We don't want to jeopardize ourselves or our families or any of our guests. And that, that's the biggest thing. So and there there is no way to know when and how. I mean, I'm continuously amazed at how much life has changed in three months that there is no way to know what life is going to be in the next three months and three months from that and so on by the end of the year. Um, so I, I think they're doing the right thing to just being overly cautious and then we'll see. And then as we're able to enjoy previous benefits again, then that will be really great. Um, you know, I think I want to be there the first day they have fireworks again. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'll take all the first everything. So, yes. Know. It'll yeah. be like so, our first trips all over again. Huh? I know Absolutely. that excitement of back. We'll be back again. Miss that feeling, you know. Yeah. So April and I did do a, a podcast episode when we went to Universal and our experience at SeaWorld as well. And for both of those parks, we were able to wear the bandana in the, I call it the old bandit style, where it's that triangle that goes down and it's opened down by your, your chin. And uh, she tried to wear that at Disney Springs last week and they said, no, you have to have uh, the face covering because they're not calling a mask on purpose, but the face covering that comes closer to your face. Okay. And so 
just want to make sure people are aware of that. Um, we actually ordered one of those cooling gators. So we're going to try those. And I also ordered a mask that has one of the respirators in it. So hoping that one arrives before we go. It's due to arrive between July 2nd and 6th. So we're going to be driving down. So we'll be leaving uh, on the July 6th, 2nd to the 7th, I think is what they said. Um, so hopefully that one comes as well so we can try those out. And we'll share our experience with everybody You know, while we're down there. We'll do another podcast. Definitely. But just want to kind of let everyone know. You know, if you're going to Disney, do not plan on the bandana um, because we're going to assume here and, you know, what happens when we assume, um, but we're going to assume that that's not going to be an option based on what is being allowed at Disney Springs. Right. And that's all guests ages two and up do have to have a face covering. So I know when we went to Disney Springs, we did witness a family because as soon as you get into the parking garage, they do take your temperature. And they, there was a family that did not have masks. And so they did have um, disposable masks that they gave to that family. I don't know if that'll be the norm or not, so I wouldn't recommend counting on that. Please, you know, go to the parks prepared with your own masks or coverings just to be safe. But they did have that, and there were a couple of little ones with the family. And one of the cast members actually brought out a stuffed Mickey Mouse wearing a face mask. So that way she could show the little little one that, oh, you know, Mickey's wearing his covering too. And it was okay. And I I thought that was really neat when I saw the cast member coming out carrying the stuffed Mickey, you know, just to make it more relatable to the kid. Because, Mm -hmm. I mean, this is, you know, this is different for adults. Never mind trying to tell a little kid that you have to wear this in 90 degree heat with 110% humidity every day. Mm -hmm. It's a lot. And, And that's a big thing, too, is, you know, make sure that you're taking all the cooling precautions. It is very hot in Florida. It's very hot to wear a mask in Florida. So, you know, if you are visiting during the hotter months, you know, drink lots of water, make sure you're looking for opportunities to cool because I think you do warm up more and quicker with the face covering on. I know personally I was and, you know, it was giving me headaches. So we'll, we'll see how this goes. Um, so just to be cautious, but little ones do need to have face coverings as well. And I'll just share a couple of tips I have because I am a heat sensitive person. I do not do well in the heat. I When we were down at Universal, I did have a couple of days where I overheated. Um, But I will actually bring the portable ice packs with me, uh, the ones you punch. And it just gets cold immediately. And you put those in the back of your neck. You can put them on your face, too, to help. Because you'll you'll feel it in your face if if you're like me and you get overheated easily. Um, Your face will get bright red and you'll feel like you just literally someone turn an oven on in front of your face. Um, And that and to have a cooling towel. I also did get one of those fans that you hang around your neck. Now, you do not want to use that with a wet tooling, cooling towel because it is electric. Um, and no, I did not try it that way. But I did use the little fan with the um, cooling towel because I'll use the cooling towel to hold my ice pack. And I bring it to the front and I put a pin in, a Disney pin, in the cooling towel to keep the cooling towel from sliding off the back of my neck. Um, so I had the ice pack there and then the, the, the little fans. So that was, that was helpful and got me through part of it. So I had a couple of days I overheated, but, um, so yeah, just, I mean, plan accordingly. Um, remember that you can bring your own water in and you can also get ice water in any of the quick service places. We're going to assume that will still be the same. Um, you know, we, we don't, we haven't experienced it yet, but we will be coming on and doing a podcast there. Um, anyone have anything else they want to add in regards to the new changes? April does. I I do want to mention um, having a Disney park ticket 
at this time does not guarantee entry into the parks. And also in the disclaimer, it does note that having a park reservation does not necessarily guarantee entry. So chances are you're going to get into the park, but there is that in the disclaimer. So I just want to point that out. Um, you know, I, I'm going to go there with the expectation then hope and hope that I'll be able to get into the park, but who knows whatever circumstance may change that. I don't know. Hopefully it doesn't happen, but it's just something to be mindful of that when you do go through the, the disclaimer that you sign in the park reservations, it does note that there isn't a guarantee for park entry. Um, and then an also important note and really just kind of a little PSA. If your plans change and you have a park reservation and you your plans change, you're not going to the park, you're not going to use the reservation, there is an option on My Disney Experience to go in and cancel that park reservation. And I would recommend out of courtesy because capacity is going to be limited into the parks. And if you're taking a reservation that you're not going to use, that could prohibit someone else being able to use it. So please just, you know, as a courtesy, go in and cancel any park reservations you're not using because that could mean that someone won't get into the park when there actually is room for them to do so. So that just a little PSA. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. Um, and I do, I can share that we have an agent who is in the, in the, one of the resorts right now um, because they opened up on the 22nd of June. And she has shared some pictures. Uh, the pool is open. Uh, she said she believes the hot tub is open, which they were not open at Universal. So that's an interesting part. Uh, we've been told that the water parks are not opening in 2020. Now that could change. We don't know. But right now they're not going to be open. Um, and there is signage everywhere. Uh, you do want to make sure that you do have your phone number on your My Disney Experience account so that you can get your check-in done to there um, with your cell, your uh, smartphone so that you can get a text of the when your room is ready because they are encouraging as many people to do online check-in and not come to the main building if you don't need to. And they're going to be having a, t a chat set up through there. I'm not positive if that's ready or not yet, but they did say that that would be available that you can actually chat with the, the hotel if you need assistance. I know they had something similar when we were in Universal, which was honestly really helpful um, because they're not doing the housekeeping over Universal. Disney is doing it every other day, I believe, bringing you fresh towels and taking the trash and stuff like that. But um, it's not going to be the, the regular cleaning that they usually do. So, um, Any other closing thoughts? Whitney, you have anything? Um, I was just going to say, just pay attention to, to all of these quarantine rules, because as oh, of yes, good tonight, at, I think it's tonight at midnight, um, at least New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut have put a 14-day quarantine on anyone coming from hotspot areas, and Florida is one of them. So they're expecting that when you get back from your trip as of right now, uh, that you're going to quarantine for 14 days. Um, I think it's also an effect for coming from North Carolina and South Carolina and a couple other states. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of states. It's like 10 or so 12 on that list. Just uh, that's a good point. And even going to attention. Florida, too. Right. So and I mean, I hear a lot of different things on that. Some A lot of people are saying it's extended indefinitely. Some people are saying it's still supposed to expire on July 7th. I still am not very clear on what the answer is. There's just been a lot of different info out there but just pay attention to you know before you go what you're 
states are saying. Yeah, and always we would rec- recommend that that you check with the CDC website and check with your own personal physician yeah. to see if it is in your best interest to travel. Uh, we would never encourage anyone to travel who is is not, or if you do not feel 100% comfortable, if you don't feel like you can go with a mask, stay home. You know, we want you to stay safe. We want you to be comfortable. Um, it's not going to be for everyone now, and, and that's going to be okay. It, Dizzy is going to be there for years and years and years to come. Um, Elisa, anything else you want to add? Um, I would just say, uh, just try and stay positive about it. Um, I'm thinking of like wearing the mask, like it's going to be just another accessory. How can I match it with what I'm wearing? And, you know, just, (laughs) you know, try and just be positive about it. Take it slow. You know, maybe you're not going to get to do everything that you normally would, but that's okay too, because it just makes the experience brand new again. Um, You know, something to look forward to and just, you know, make the best of it. Um, just be patient, be willing to, you know, change whatever plans you need to when you get down there, whatever's going to work to just make your trip relaxing and, you know, just getting you the feels that you've been missing for so long that we all have, you know, I think mindset is going to be the big thing that's going to help you um, make the most of these, you know, this trip, if you choose that, you know, it's something you still want to do um, at this time. Um, So yeah, that's just, I've just been kind of thinking of it that way. Just make the best of the situation with what there is and just enjoy what is available. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to get to hug Mickey Mouse. We all know (laughs) that I want to do that, but I am going to get to go down Main Street and experience Main Street. I am going to get to see the castle. Um, I'm not going to see fireworks, which everyone knows I love fireworks, Um, but I'm okay with that. I'm okay with understanding that a little bit of something is better than none at all. That's how I feel and, too. Yeah. You know, and so for those of us who go often, you know, that's fine. Are there people who are getting ready to go for the first time who might reconsider? Yep. Do I blame them? No. No, not at all. You know, because you, you hear about all these things that other people experience and you want that too. And we totally get that. So um, any last things you want to offer, April? No, I think we've covered quite a bit. You know, I just, I I can't wait to get back to Disney and, you know, whatever modifications are there, I will roll with them. I'm excited to, to experience it again and to be home once again. And it'll be wonderful. It will be, you know, because it's Disney and hopefully this is just the beginning and, and things will just continuously improve from here. And so April and I are going on the road again. (laughs) <laughs> we will be sharing pictures on the Coasts and Castles travel um, page and some videos of the hotel rooms we stay in. We've got a hodgepodge of places that we already know we're staying. And then we'll see where we stay on the road. Um, but we'll be sharing our experiences. We'll do another podcast, another bonus podcast while we're down there um, so that everyone can hear about our experience there. So... Thank you all ladies and have a good night. Just a reminder to be sure to check out the Walking Down Main Street blog. Many of the agents from Coasters and Castles Travel write articles and share fun information. That can be found on walkingdownmainstreet.com or by searching Walking Down Main Street on Facebook. We would love to hear from you. If there is a topic you would like to have us talk about, please feel free to email us at info at travelcnc.com. That's T-R-A-V-E-L-C-N-C dot com. A quick note about our sponsor, 
Coasts and Castles Travel is a full-service travel agency that specializes in Disney destinations, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, ocean and river cruises, and all-inclusive resorts. The agency has been awarded the Authorized Disney Vacation Planner status and the You Preferred Partner Program with Universal Studios. The agency was also honored with the President's Award with Travel Leaders in 2019. Minutes are precious, so until we meet again, enjoy them with your friends and family. 